What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up Podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Hold Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do life with. Listen, it's a crazy world out there, and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives. We don't have all the answers, but we're down to figure it out together. Thanks for listening. Here's our latest episode of Wait, Hold Up. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Jessica. I'm Yarel. And this is Wait Hold Up. And today, first of all, I'm very proud of us because we already got episode number two we of the year. We are on a year. roll. Already, up? You know, celebrate the small victories. <laughs> we're, we're out here making sure we are holding ourselves accountable. And um, I mean... I don't even want to take so much time like talking between you and I because I'm so we, excited for this episode. I know, me too. We love this girl and we've been wanting to have this conversation with her for so long. We always talk about it. We, we work with her uh, mm-hmm. through the podcast as well. And we're just huge fans of everything she does and everything she represents for uh, community, for women, everything she does. So... Without further ado, Jess. Today we have on the show the amazing Zoila Darton. She is the owner of Word, a LA-based creative agency. And they do amazing, incredible work in the area. Their work integrates culturally rich strategies and programming that excites and educates. And we were able to work with Zoila uh, last year on our Beyonce dance workshop that she came up with and asked us to get involved in. And just there's something about Zoila's energy. Mm, She is one of those people, if you follow her on Instagram, um, she's constantly like taking you along on her day and you get to get an insight into her as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a person on her own spiritual journey. And I think what I'm the reason I'm like, okay, let's just get into this conversation is because this is probably one of the most honest and authentic conversations we've had on the show if, if like in a very long time, if ever, honestly, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that Zoila just came here serving the truth, and you know, so transparent, it, so, so real, transparent. And it doesn't matter where you're at, if you're a mom, if you're not, if you're just someone who is just figuring out like life on the daily. I think this conversation will be super relevant and helpful. I know there were a lot of moments where I was like. Uh, I'm feeling this. I needed yeah. this. And hopefully you take some some gems from her, all these gems that she shared with us and that you really uh, do the work and that you make sure that you're kind to yourself and the things that you do. Ooh, that was a little mm. tease, y'all. Let's hey. get into it. Without further ado, here's Zoila. Zoila, we are so happy to have you on the show. Hello, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for coming by. You know we're huge fans. We love everything that you're doing, and it's about time, girl, because we've been like we've been talking about this. I know, I know, exactly. It's been a minute. Um, also since I've seen you both, so I'm so happy to be here. This is how we got you here. Essentially, we were just like we haven't seen you in a while. (laughs) We want to hang out. Let's bring her on the show so she comes. (laughs) 
Um, well, I'm big fans of you both and everything that you do, and it's just great to be here. So thank you. Thanks, boo. You know, I want to just like jump in because I feel like I've known you for what, like two and a half, three years now? Mm-hmm. I feel like since obviously motherhood changes a lot, but professionally also so much has changed. And I just want to like dive into, you know, Word and the vision because I feel like when I met you, Word was very much more of like a PR agency. Mm -hmm. And now it's really evolved into a creative agency and a space for community and conversations and, um, and intentionality. And like, how do you think that evolution happened? Well, I've always wanted it to be that kind of space. Um, When Word started, I had a partner I started it with and it for me it was really kind of out of necessity because I had gone through a really um toxic work relationship the relationship that brought me out here and I was just I want I was I wanted out of the music business um and I had my tools and like my you know I I had my talents which I knew were kind of connecting and just like making things happen um, and so when we started Word, the easiest way to actually get money is to do something that's tangible, which was PR at the time. And so that was what we started doing. But I always, the bigger vision was always for Word to be a space that inspired creativity overall. Um, and whether that's through, you know, brand partnerships that we do or supporting small businesses in strategy and events or creating our own events and merch. It's just kind of like <laughs> my brain in the out in the world. Um, and it's really a reflection of myself and it's ever evolving because so am I. And it's funny because I, I really had to have a conversation with myself last year about the future of the company. Like, do I want it to be an a, a huge agency with, right. you know, all of these different arms and all of these different um, employees and really having all of these people and companies relying on the strength of something that I've created? And I think that I don't want that. And so I've just continued to let the brand grow um, organically and and that really comes from my intuition um, I do you know I have a lot of intuitive business practices and I should implement a little more strategy I could say but um, but yeah it's evolved just in the way that I've evolved mm, that's awesome I feel like I, I love that you mentioned that intuition because we were we were talking about that jazz how you're so intentional about the the brands that you work with uh, the people that you collaborate with, even even you know individuals, we've seen it here in LA that you just ne- that you just help without asking for anything in return, and that's like powerful. We don't, I don't think we see it a lot with a lot of agencies that do you know events and PR and represent you know brands and connect people. Yeah, it feels. Thank you for noticing that. <clears throat> I don't, and it's not even something that I do. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna help people for free. Like it's not. It just kind of is organic. Um, I'm very much that person that sees something beautiful and wants to help it grow. So I'll try to help it grow. But it it comes with a, it comes with its cons though, because sometimes I feel like, am I giving myself too much? Like, should I be asking for something in return? And it's really taken a journey for me to kind of understand that 
the to be woo woo about it that the universe will provide there's enough for everybody and like just what will be will be and just come from a place of positivity and like an intention from your heart so it's been interesting I don't know what the future holds I'm not really concerned with it to be honest I I used to be really concerned and I'm just not anymore I'm just kind of like going with the flow <laughs> were you feels always good were you always like oh I'm I'm have intuitive business practice and you know essentially like what you were saying like were you in the woo woo space were you someone who sort of was like I'm gonna just talk to the universe and things are gonna sort itself out or has that been something that you've learned to connect with now yeah because that's like I feel like that's so hard in like just corporate America even like I'm sure it was difficult even for you to manage that in the music business yeah it wasn't I wasn't like this before I was a total control freak and um I always had a strong sense of like well how I wanted things to work out you know um and that's what brought me to LA you know it's funny because had I listened to my intuition a long time ago I may not be in LA um I I wanted to quit the music business back in like 2015 and I didn't. Um, and a client came along and she was actually the client that brought me here to Los Angeles. And so I wasn't listening to myself back then. And it wasn't until motherhood that I began to listen to myself. And again, it was kind of like out of necessity because I was just so lost um, after becoming a mother that I had no choice but to kind of go inward. Mm. And I'm in L.A., so I gravitated to a lot of that, like, woo-woo shit. Started putting crystals <laughs> in the bra, the panties, yeah, wherever exactly. they needed to go. Yeah. You find a crystal in Dakota's diaper, like, how'd that get there? Yeah. yeah. The oh, my God. All of it, you yeah. know. And I've always been, like, kind of a spiritual person. You know, I practiced yoga for many years, and, and I've always been into, like, burning a stage. But the practice of meditation and and listening to yourself internally, like listening to your intuition, that's relatively new to me. And I do wish that women in particular were taught these practices at a really young age because that's, you know, I think when we go through our menstrual cycles for the first time, that's like when your intuition starts like coming in a little mm -hmm. bit stronger, but we're taught to push it away. Right. And so what happens is that we become these like, anxiety driven women like we literally have voices in our heads right like and but that's just your intuition talking to you and if you fit if you can listen it can really take you far places it's like, it, like a muscle right like the more that you enhance it and the more that you get stronger and for years we're just taught to know you know has your gut ever have has your gut ever done you wrong like if you listen to your gut you're pretty much always on point but i I didn't listen to my gut for many, many years. See, that's where I'm like stuck because I feel like I have like no connection to my intuition. Really, Jess? And I you're a cancer. You're like... I, I just... I, I feel like when you say like there's voices in your head, I'm like, oh yeah, totally. But my voices are not... It's not intuition because... It's more like I'm like a worry warrior. So like they tend to be very more on like the negative side. It tends to be like I more have to meditate so that I can like learn to like silence that and bring, my, bring myself back to what's real because I feel like what presents itself like mentally ends up being like something that's like false. I'm like, I know it's a fucking false narrative. 
at least now I can identify that. And so it's like bringing myself back to a space. So it's like I'm totally trying to like tap into like intuition. And I know that there's, you know, for me, it's always been like there's moments where God has like presented uh, himself, herself to me or like in situations. But like that sense of like knowing like what my gut is telling me. I'm like, I don't know if that's my gut. I don't know if that's what my intuition or if that's anxiety or if that's what I ate last night. I'm like trying to figure it all out. I think, I mean, I have the negative thoughts all the time. That's something that I've struggled with my entire life. And it's, uh, I blame it on my Scorpio moon. Um. <laughs> I might have that moon. Mm, yeah. That shit is real. Um, it makes you, like, not the Scorpio moon, but the negative thoughts can really drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that your intuition is definitely there. It's just, like, you, understanding that there are certain things that you can control, but most things you can't control, mm-hmm. and relinquishing that control um, kind of allows you to free yourself from, from a lot of the negativity you know, it just takes work mm-hmm. and I'm still very much working yeah. on it. Like I, I'm my own worst critic all the time and I'm really working on trying to be nicer to myself. Um, talk to myself the way I would talk to a friend or a client when they're afraid of doing something. Um, but you, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know how to help you deepen your intuition work, but I'm sure that there are people that can, can help you do that. And I would, I would love to hear about your journey if you try to do that. I, I mean, that's definitely something I'm committing to this year. You know, it's like so far my meditation practice for the year is going well. And I think like absolutely that sense of of deepening my, my connection with self is where I'm at. More like because to your point, I think that it can be very easy to – Um, We actually, before we even turned on the mics, y'all, we had like a full on conversation and (laughs) there's this whole conversation of we tend to try to live our lives through the lens of others and, Mm -hmm. you know, in search of like pleasing other people or by based on the expectations of others. And it's just like, I'm so like over that and like Mm -hmm. with the baggage and the bondage Mm -hmm. that that really puts you in. So I'm like, I'm ready. So if you do that type of work, holler at me. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> she needs you. Where I are you at? I need you. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and, and you say that, you, you know, I love that you talk about meditation and that you just, you know, you've been really adamant about mm-hmm. it, which I love. I did a 10-day uh, retreat last year, which was really intense. Um, and it was really hard for me to even just get back to, you know, do like even an hour. I think there was weeks where I wasn't even meditating, but I realized yeah. that that was like blocking me from even tapping into the voices, my gut. What do you do? What is it that you do? Is it daily? Is it, um, what does, what does your practice look like? So my practice, um, I, I just try to get quiet, like whether, and you know, the easiest, not the easiest way, but the, the most direct way to do that is to meditate, Right. Um, Because I found that when I do less, that's when I'm able to do more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And I'm a really creative person, but I've pushed myself to limits where I can't create anymore because I'm literally judging myself. I'm second guessing myself like I have things that. I've created two years ago that are just like sitting because I'm so afraid of like what people will think about them if I put them out. And so for me, I've realized that getting just quiet, right? And so 
in the morning and recent this year actually I started doing this. I started waking up really, really, really early. How early? Five thirty. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> it's not for everyone and you don't have a kid no I don't I'm right? also like Yarela has to wake up at the butt crack of dawn so I get yeah. it yeah yeah and you don't have a kid I'm a mom so you know my alone time in the morning is very limited unless I physically carve it out and so um to see to to relate to what you were saying about getting off of your meditation at the end of last year I went through like a weird funk I had a really 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 high career moment like just like a lot of things were going well it was like boom 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 and then something really shitty happened and I was just right back in my anxiety spiral um and it kicked me it like took me off of it took me off of my practice and I feel like if I met anybody (laughs) between October and December they're probably like I don't know about that (laughs) crazy but I was, you know, I give myself grace and I allow myself to 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 go through those those phases. So That's I didn't fun. I yeah, I stopped meditating, stopped writing in my journal. Like if I go in my journal from last year, it's like like 10 day 10 day breaks, which was very weird for me because I instilled a really, really, really strict routine that involved meditation and journaling. And I stuck to it for like six months and it changed my life last year. So now I was like 2020, I'm not a resolution person, but I am, you know, um, self-improvement. Right. So that, so now I, I try to wake up at like five 30 and I go into my little room. I have like a special little room and I do like my sense, my like <laughs> sage or Palo Santo, whatever kind of witchy shit you want to work with. And, um, I listen to like, these like by not binaural beats but they're like uh, uplifting melodies that kind mm-hmm. of like wake me up mm-hmm. because you're fucking tired yeah, when yeah. you wake yeah, up yeah. it doesn't matter what t- i mean i'm just like i got it like and it's dark you know so i have my headphones on and i do that and i like do my <laughs> do i wish you guys could see me swaying like, right yeah. now <laughs> she is swaying she has a hand up in the closed. air i like She's do my little it. You know, my little Palo Santo and I, I really like to watch the smoke rise. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's like a very calming moment for me. Um, And I kind of imagine like whatever my intentions are, like that's the smoke like going out. And then I meditate for um, right now, since I'm getting back into the groove, it's like 10 to 15 minutes. Um, So I do my little meditation and I journal and I usually write just like what I'm grateful for, um, what like what I would like to call in for the day or for the week. And and sometimes I'll write like free writing. But it's a really nice way for me to start the day um, and kind of get everything out that I might have been thinking when I woke up in the morning and also just set my intentions for the day. And I think that when you have a really busy mind, it's important to get your words out before you start your day. Um, And I've been running every morning, which has been amazing. It sucks at times because it's like really grueling to run outside. Like it's intense, but it's so cool and crisp outside right now that the running part 
has been really good for me. And you just feel so good afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like 30 minutes and that shit's over. Like yeah. you're done. And it's good at that you do it in the morning. Like you do everything back to back. So then you. I'm dead by like 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> right now, guys, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> no, but like. And so one of my biggest. One of my crusades for 2020 is really getting enough rest in. Because mm. like I said, I realized that the burnout was not over only affecting me physically but mentally like i i had the only way that i can continue to create money is by literally being creative like Mm. everything that i do is based off of my creativity and my ideas if i can't produce Right. I'm useless. Mm. Literally, like I can't. I don't work for a big company where people are like giving me things, tasks Feeding you to do. Info, yeah, like, I have to 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 come up with that shit on my own, and it's a it's a heavy task. And I love to carry that crown. I really do because it excites me. But to continue for it to be sustainable for me, I have to really take care of myself. And 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 I and I want other creative people to understand that too because we really built a society based on um productivity and like Mm -hmm, i am what i create and like i need to be putting out putting out putting out and you can't rush creativity you can't fake it you have to be in the right mind state to create things and and you know good things you know absolutely it's interesting because you know prior to you coming on the show we were just like chatting about you and it's, you know, as someone who follows you on, on social, as a friend, it has, especially last year, I remember multiple times saying to myself, like, how does she do it? Seriously. And, like, it's, like, <laughs> I, and I'm not saying it in the sense of, like, um, like that, like, condescending, like, patriarchal bullshit. Yeah. I'm saying it in the legit sense of, like, I'm tired yeah, watching yeah. your Insta stories and, like, didn't she have an event last night and she has another one tonight? And so do you feel like you what you did last year is not sustainable at the pace at which you were doing it? I don't even think I did that much last year. Oh, my God, Are you kidding me? <laughs> and not only okay, that. Okay, intervention. Yeah, intervention, intervention, for sure. <laughs> because not only that, so I think you were also, you were talking about creativity right now, and everything you were doing was dope. Was <laughs> everything that you're working on was so oh, cool. Thanks, so, God. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. It's I, I find it so, This is and this is the whole conversation about perspective right and I tweeted the other what the other day I, I tweeted I wish you could see yourself the way I see you mm. because we just all see ourselves so different so in such a different light like the fact that you saw me as like this woman doing it all last year I felt so inadequate mm. um to a point where like it drove me to like so much anxiety and fear and distrust of others and of myself and like am I doing the right thing like you know to the point where at by the end of the year I was like applying for jobs wow jobs Mm -hmm. that were way out of my 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 league like literally I was like well if I'm gonna go work for somebody like I'm gonna be a creative director (laughs) (laughs) you're like um who's whose job am I taking right now literally like I think one of the skills was after effects I don't fucking know after effects but I was like (laughs) apply that's all right you basically basically did what white men do every day so it's all good I was like creative director at Hulu yes please (laughs) my name written all over it so you were ambitious but you know so then, but that makes me also want to know, like, what can 
we do, right? Because that is so real. This like we don't see ourselves the way that others see us. And we are all having like these internal struggles that we're not projecting to the world. But then how can we as a community, as sisters, support each other in just remind and whether it's almost like a pay it forward like okay like here's the chain right right today you're checking in with Zoila so tomorrow Zoila you're checking in with Yarel so this and then like every single day it's like someone has like that response is like is that what we need to do because to remind ourselves like we're doing the work yeah. we're doing more than we need to be doing and it's impressing others it's inspiring others mm-hmm. it's motivating others it's doing so much and that sort of like frequency and vibration that's happening within our like collective energy is definitely being felt but we don't feel ourselves passing it on Mm. right right yeah yeah that is really real I mean so I kind of told you guys about something that I'm working on because I'm crazy I'm trying to come up I'm not trying I am yes making a holiday yes (laughs) yes um and so the holiday is gonna be the first friday of every february um and we chose that date because the end of january is actually the most depressing time Mm. of the year for people because it's when people begin to fall off of their new year's resolutions Mm. and um only eight percent of people actually stick with their new year's resolutions which is one of the reasons why I'm so against them mm-hmm. um, because it's never about small, sustainable changes. It's like this huge, huge freaking thing. Yeah. And it's like small daily changes lead to really big results. Absolutely. But if you try to take on a mountain and you haven't even, you know, climbed a bridge, how do you expect to climb this mountain to the top in a very specific allotted right. amount of time? Right, right. So... And this goes the same. This goes for the way that creative people work, the way that entrepreneurs work. We want to do these big things, and we give ourselves deadlines, and then we get down on ourselves for not meeting the deadlines that we gave ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like no one is worried about it except for you. Yeah. So you need to learn how to take that stress off of yourself and give yourself the grace, and also look back on the amazing things that you have accomplished, mm-hmm. like existing. Mm. in an extreme political climate where literally we're surrounded by a tornado of impending doom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what's going to happen, right? So I'm coming up, I came up with this holiday, and it's called the National Day of Rest. And I love it. it. (laughs) Where do I sign? (laughs) It means rest as in sleep, but as much as rest as just pausing. And the... The hope of this holiday is to raise some awareness around productivity anxiety and this concept of I am what I create. Like I'm equal to what I create because we're not because you are what you are. You are who you are Mm -hmm. and your gifts to the world are not only what you put out in the physical space, right? Mm -hmm. It's like your energy and your being and the people that love you, they don't love you because you make things. And if they do, then they're not your people. Right. Right. Um, so we're doing a couple really interesting things to raise awareness for this. We wrote a pledge, which is really cool. And you guys will see it soon. It comes out on the 7th. And we had some women say this pledge, um, basically a promise to honor themselves in a way that is really holistic and, and special. Um, 
and I am not my productivity, right? And then we're doing a whole day of events and like it's going to be just this chill vibe and a space to talk about how to bring more mindfulness into your day and not necessarily meditation, but like can you take 15 minutes a day in the middle of your workday to just stop and not be on your phone? To disconnect. Mm -hmm. Not talk to people. If you can go outside, that's great. If you can't, like literally go to a corner and just shut your eyes or, you know, read a book if that's Mm -hmm. what you, what feels good to you. But just we're we're just surrounded by things, people, information. Uh, yeah, and it's all noise. And you asked me about my podcast. I had a podcast last year and I started it and I, you know, I have like a strategy for it, but I just like I don't want to talk anymore. I was like, I don't really feel like saying I don't feel like I have anything to say. Everyone's always talking and I want to be quiet right now. So mm. I just stopped doing it. And it will probably the plan is for it to come back, but when I feel like there's something to talk about. So part of this idea, when I was kind of like ideating with one of my girlfriends about it, we talked about this concept of checking in to make sure that each other are rested. And, you know, did you take care of yourself today? Did you take a shower longer than three minutes? Because... Sometimes. Those long showers are essential Girl, for a long day. I just, my husband is always like, why are your showers so fucking fast? And I'm like, well, I don't have time to take a long shower. But I do have time if I plan my day accordingly and give myself the time, I can take the time. And so another, so the rest piece is really, really important. But what I'm really trying to call in as well, and this is kind of feels contradictory, but it's not is more discipline because I realized that that was a skill because it is a discipline is a skill. Discipline is a skill that I had never really honed in on. Um, I think like I was kind of like a latchkey kid, you know, when I was growing up, my mom was always working. So it was kind of just dependent on myself. And I just kind of, went with the flow and like it got things done when I needed to get done. And I was very curious. I was always like, Oh, here, Oh, here, like here, here. But no one ever taught me when I was a kid, like you need to stick to this and Mm. like make sure that you follow through with this. So for this year, I'm really wanting to call in more discipline. And as my friend Debbie Brown said, we had this conversation at the end of last year. She was like, yes, I understand what you're saying. She's like, I like to look at it as joyful discipline because when you call in joyful discipline, you're doing things with discipline that are going to make your life better. Mm. And so you should do them with joy. Um, and when you have discipline, you have time. And when you have time, you can pause and not feel guilty about taking a break. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, Completely. for sure. So the whole thing about like not taking a long shower at night, it's like, I can take a long shower at night if I am doing the things that I know I need to be doing and not getting distracted by the bullshit because that's really all it is. Yeah. Right. The amount of whether the bullshit is like a social media thing or if it's going around and around in your head about something that isn't real, mm-hmm. yeah. hasn't happened and probably won't happen. Um, so I think that there 
should be a way that we can all kind of check in with each other and have a round robin of like, <laughs> did you rest today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're amazing today? Because you are. Um, but, I, you know, I think that we're just we have to break the cycle of what we've been taught, which is like of busy, of like working, of, of going of that per hour. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, you know, your value is based on the amount of pain you endure, mm-hmm. or like suffering or stress. Like I'm from New York where it's like. Hustle, yeah. hustle, hustle, yeah. hustle, hustle, and then some more hustle, 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 and like there's songs about it. You're in the club dancing, hustle, hustle, hustle. You're like, fuck, man, girl, I just want to dance. I was so conditioned that when I moved to LA, my Zach and me were like, nah, we don't need to live by the beach. Like, who lives by the beach? Why wouldn't you ever want to live by the beach? We were so fucked up. Like, we wanted, we were like, oh, we need to suffer. I you remember need to we, be in this city with this, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what I'm, what I'm really curious about is you speak about rest and you speak about taking this time. And, you know, Yarela and I are not moms. Um, and you are. And I think that the little bit that I do know and conversations that I hear with moms is there's a strong sense of mom guilt mm-hmm. and always feeling like there's like you, like you're still just trying to like get your shit together or figure things out. And so it's like, how could I take more time for me when I'm so concerned about my family? Yeah. Yeah. So how have you sort of like wrestled with that and, and this space? Because I know that, you know, you briefly mentioned at the beginning and what I want to get into is how being a mom has sort of changed your outlook on life, profession, and everything else, and how that impacts your perception of rest. Yeah, and discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. I don't know if I can answer it correctly. <laughs> I don't know no if there is an answer. answer. I don't yeah. know if there, well, like, you know, I want to give an insightful answer, but I don't know that there is because every woman and every mother is so different and every situation is just so different. I can say this. Um, I'm really fortunate to have a very dedicated partner. My my husband, Zach, is so supportive of everything that I do. He's not only my partner in like our marriage and, and as a father, but he's like my creative partner too. And so he really wants me to take as much time as I can now the end of the day, it's not really enough time because I'm still the stay at home working mom because we don't have, you know, a thousand dollars a week to spend on a freaking nanny at this stage. Like he's not in school yet. Um, so there's a lot of juggling and I'm a really good mom. I know that. And I actually don't ever have mom guilt because I feel that I'm doing a great job. My son is a beautiful reflection of, of our hard work as a couple and mine as like just learning more about myself every day and that's what helps me be a good mom for him what I do struggle with is this is going to sound terrible but how much further in my career I would be if I wasn't a mom Mm. and that's gonna like choke me up (laughs) that's like I wouldn't call that mom guilt. I would just call that sadness. Mm. And um, I'm not like afraid to admit it. It's a real thing that I think about all the time. You know, I just don't have the time. 
And prior to becoming a mother, I was an ex- exceptionally driven woman, you know, and I started a new company and basically like a brand new career. And and it's it sucks sometimes, you know, like it really sucks that I can't just like do all the things that I that I want to do. And becoming a mom, you lose your autonomy you you can't just like get up and do those things anymore and especially if you become a mother in a city or you know a place where you don't have family support or really like i have friends here but not like back in new york where like i my friends would be like yeah let me take him for an hour or something like i just, I just don't have that here and i'm not the kind of person that would ask for that so the past 2 years have been a struggle in that in that part like it just and I, I accept it because that's just like who I am. I'm I'm a driven person. Like I have a lot of dreams and and it's just it sucks. You know, like that part really sucks. Um but it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay because I know that, you know, whatever I'm supposed to do, I'll do it. I just have to allow myself the time and it's okay. But I do, I wonder about that all the time, you know, and, and, and like meetings and like all that stuff, like, you know, I can't just take meetings all the time. Mm -hmm. People want to like take a meeting. Like I had somebody super sweet email me and she wants to meet up with me and talk. And I'm like, I don't like as much as I want to do this, like I have two days a week that are dedicated to my craft And if I want to squeeze in some, like, alone time during the week, like, that's my time. And then on the weekend, like, I have time to myself. But my husband, even though he doesn't work from home and he's alone, he deserves some time to himself, you know. So he Mm -hmm. gets his couple hours. And and it's a balance. It's it's a balance. And I just – I just say if there are moms out here listening, like, just do your best – and your best is your best and that's all that you can really do that's all we can do and like you know beating yourself up and 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 thinking about like what I do thinking about what if like it's not healthy um it will happen but it's not healthy and it 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 doesn't it it doesn't matter yeah because you're just that's just not your situation unfortunately my situation is what what it is and you know, but yeah, it's hard. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing because yeah. I feel like a lot of our listeners can relate to that. Like maybe mm-hmm. putting parts of their lives mm-hmm. on hold or parts of their life, you know, um, to the side to focus on other things. Maybe it's not, maybe it's, it's your family and your children or it's other family members or other situations that happen. But how do you, how do you, how have you dealt with all this? How do you juggle um, because again, the world of like social media, right? How we see this amazing, powerful, fearless woman, mother, beautiful mother, who's doing a phenomenal job. And yeah. in your eyes, it's a completely different thing at points. Well, you know, I thank you for those compliments. I, I, I give myself grace and I, I know that I'm doing the best that I can. It's just, I wish I could do more, you know, um, and going back to what I said about like applying for a job last year or whatever, like there was a part of me that was like, I need some respect on my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
as insane as that sound and that's why because i've never worked at a corporate job like i've never had those types of accolades before and part of me felt like okay well maybe like you know this journey this like agency journey would be a little bit easier if i had you know some kind of prestigious company under my belt for a year and like i met those people and people could see me in that light and um a friend of mine who i love dearly her name is mora she's a budding young woman she's 25 and sometimes she gives me such great knowledge um she was like, I know why, you know, I know you wanted to like get these bigger jobs, but you can't have those jobs because that's just not your destiny and you just need to deal with it. Like you're meant to do something so much bigger and like da da da. And I was just like, I listened to her, this 25 year old girl, and I'm like, you know what? You're fucking right. Boom. It's so true. Yeah. And it's also like, <laughs> how like, I feel like we just have it so like backwards some, sometimes and it's a, it's a conditioning, right? But like, the idea that you're an entrepreneur, you basically had two babies within a year. Yeah. Yes. You know, you yeah. had two babies within a year. And that is so much to be proud of. Right. And that is more right. challenging than any job that, like, you could get at a major yeah. corporation. Absolutely. And the reality of, like, I got to put some respect on my name. Like, girl, respect. You, have, yeah, you already like, I that know a lot of respect. Like, you know? It's, it's like, wild like, that you would, that I would even think that, right? And I'm saying these things because I want to be 100% honest. I'm not going to come out and, and pretend to be some not, someone that I'm not, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I struggle with my own worth. And I think it's something that a lot of women, a lot of people struggle with. And, you know, I'm getting so much better at it. Like I'm this year. It's so weird. It's I was saying I'm not a resolution person. Like I don't even really care about New Year's, but it new like a new year thing. But this year feels different than Mm. other years. Like I feel and maybe it's because I'm coming out of like two years of being a mother early motherhood which is so freaking wild um but i feel a new sense of power um and i think it's less of like i just don't care anymore mm. <laughs> that's that's liberating yeah. i just like i'm it like is. i don't fucking care about the bullshit like this is what i'm here to do you know this is my family i'm gonna make sure that my family is taken care of you know because it's the other thing I'm we're we're an equal bread household like we both make the same amount of money so that that's always been a big issue for me in terms of becoming a mom and running a business like I the fear of not providing mm-hmm. right um but I realized that if I don't think about the fear the things that I need just keep showing up mm-hmm. it's when I am fearful of what might happen it just turned it's a spiral yeah. it's it's like a domino effect you know it's it's positive affirmation like all of those woo woo things of like saying the affirmations and writing down your gratitude like and that doing the putting shit in the work works yeah. yes as long as your intentions are clear and they are honest cuz this is the other thing and I, and I was reading this. I'm reading this little book called uh, The Abundance Book. I'm doing 40-day abundance challenge with my girl, my girlfriend, Linda Garcia, a.k.a. Lose Warrior, who I love. She's you guys have had the show. We love her, yeah. yeah. Linda. Oh, my God. I hate that she moved she to Texas. To Texas. Yeah. We, we you're so rude, Linda. I hope you're listening yeah. for moving away. <laughs> but um, I'm doing this, like, abundance thing with her. And so she has us reading this book, and 
what was interesting about the book that I've never read anywhere else about abundance and gratitude. Isn't that one of your words, Jess, for 2020? Abundance? It is one of my words. Abundance? Yeah. Good. Yes. It's coming, girl. I thank you. I receive it. Something that he wrote, he writes in the book is that if your intentions are not pure, abundance cannot help you. Mm. Like the universe literally can't help you. And that was something that was really interesting for me to read because I try to make sure that I'm doing things for the right reasons, right? And I think that that's something that anybody probably we all probably struggle with it's like you know what you want to make sure that your intentions are clear and so that's really for me like I guess like the foundation of of my work is making sure that I'm super intentional like what what is the goal here Mm -hmm. right and and then just like paving forward with it and trying to get that abundance like I I just I believe that I can have it. <laughs> yes. You will. You will. That's it's, so crazy that you even mentioned intention because that's one that's one of my words. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for 2020. So Yeah. Well, Just, you do everything with intention. I, I see mean, you. You know, I try, but I feel like it, it's there's I'm I'm sometimes distracted by the noise. I'm I work in well, news. You work so in the it's noise. it's you so hard to just really sit down um or just even being here and, and like being part of this conversation in the idea of intention, just like by listening, being you know, present, and you know, being, being present, present, that is also so powerful. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I speaking of all the all the amazing things that you do, so that you've been a part of, last year, um, around this time, I went to your house for uh, an event oh, that also Yeah, which I know was a huge uh, push for you in your life as well because you created something extremely powerful talking about women and space to help others yeah. and to get together uh, to talk about a lot of things that we were going through as women. Yeah. Share with us what. So the get together is a passion, another passion project. Um, I'm really trying to to make it happen more in 2020. So the idea came to me right when I was a new mom actually I was kind of pissed off that I was in this like I felt like I was in a bubble and I was like damn like I really could use support right now and I didn't really know where to look for it you know um and I I thought of this idea this co-working mom's co-working space and I was like playing around with that and I was like where would I even find the funding for that I was like god like man, it's so hard for people to find the financial support that they need and then sometimes even, like, mentorship. And I was like, it would be really cool if there was just a way, a kind of a fundraiser, but not your traditional fundraiser where women or people, rather, could come together for a cause and just throw their money all into a pot. And this is actually a tribal um, practice. I always forget what it's called. But when someone in the um, when somebody in the tribe is hurting or they're you know financially hurting or they need something, the community will get together and pull their money mm. to support this person. Yeah. And I was like, why don't we do this? Like all these all of these kind of funds, these grants, it's like you have to jump through like ten thousand hoops. Like yeah. especially for our communities. Not all of us were prepped on how to pr- apply for these types of funds. 
so the get together was born. And I was like, oh, maybe we could just do like a brunch thing. And like there's a buy in and, you know, we decide prior to who's going to get the money um, and, you know, based on some type of creative endeavor that this person is going after. And so the get together was born. And the first one was at my house and I cooked brunch because my chef fell through and I was like, well, these ladies are coming over. So Trader Joe's it is. <laughs> um, and it was really successful. It was so beautiful. Jess got engaged. I got engaged. That yeah, day. that's right. <laughs> Never before. And so I was supposed to come you and I was like, Soila, I can't come. And I was bam. like, I was I like show bam. me the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were. I was like, I don't care if you can't come. Let me see the rock. Um, but it was really, really beautiful. And, you know, we gathered with, I think there were probably like 12 women. Um, and we went around in circle and we did like a give and take, which I love that exercise. Yeah. What's a give and take? So you go around in a circle and you offer something and then you ask for something. And so I took notes on everything and then sent it out to the group. And, you know, I wanted to cultivate that more. And so this is, Going back to the concept of not doing enough or feeling like I'm doing and not doing enough, like there were moments last year where I had the opportunity to build on something, but like I just didn't have it in me Mm -hmm. and that broke me so much. But it's okay because it's never too late, right? And that's what I've had to kind of drive home to myself. Like, Zoila, you're fine. Like, it's never too late. It's never too late. You You can always pick up where you left off, but you can't ever get back those moments where you're stressed out and sad. Like mm. you just, you can't get those back. Um, but anyway, the get together is this beautiful thing. And, and we raised total last year about $4,000. Wow. Um, for people. And so this year we're going to be continuing the get together and have some interesting partnerships in the works. So, so y'all will be getting your invites soon. Yes. Can't <laughs> um, wait. But I want people to adopt the model because I think it's a really sustainable model that anybody could use, you know, like high school girls, like there's a friend that, you know, I don't know, maybe she wants to go visit a college, but she doesn't have the fam. Her family doesn't have the money to send her like pool your money together and get your girl to college. You know, I think that the ability to receive gracefully is something that we all need to work on as a community yes um you know especially women of color we're taught to endure 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 stay silent stay silent stay silent it's like me like i was suffering last year and i couldn't even like ask for help um that's sad it is really sad you know um so i think that yeah, I think that the get together is going to be really amazing. Something amazing to ha- happen will happen with it this year. I would so love to excited. do like a hundred person. Oh you my will. god, that would be I will. Yeah, setting no, it up, will. setting it up. So it's happening. <laughs> did you ever ask for help last year? Yeah. Um. Well, if you count the spirits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're always listening to I your did. thoughts. <laughs> um. Yeah, and there were some. There were some people that I that I asked for help with and and I you know sought some therapy and stuff like that but I'm the type of person that really needs to learn to help herself Mm. um so the inner work is like the most important thing for me 
when I'm out of alignment, like everything and everyone yeah, suffers. Absolutely. And, you know, that's kind of what happened at the end of last year. Like I was, whoo, it was weird. It wasn't as bad as my first year of motherhood where I was just like in a complete, like, it felt like my head was in a cloud. Mm. Um, definitely wasn't that bad, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and so you learn from it though, right? Like I look back on it and I'm like, oh, you know, it's okay, but these are the signs. And what you do, you know, healing is really, it's not about like a destination. It's about starting to be able to recognize those signs of when you're mm. in fear Untying or in anxiety. Knots. Right, before right. they really kick in. Yeah. Because once you're in a spiral, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's so hard. <laughs> Jess is looking at me like, I'm like what? <laughs> I'm like, oh. No, I mean, I... I, I'm like already like bracing myself. I'm like, okay. I, like it's almost you like you know the tsunami this, that you're gonna go. Guys, I'm not pregnant. Just so you know. I know so like, what? No, 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 not. Yet. But it's like you know, it's it's a, a desire for down the road, of course. Um, there's also you know, as you're speaking about this, and as you were speaking about abundance, there was something that I was reminded of. Um, I've like I'm doing it all right because I told you I'm really working on like my thinking and changing my negative thoughts. And so I do devotionals in the morning after I meditate and do like um, some other practices. And one of the devotionals, I actually find this book like often very, very cheesy and difficult. And I'm like, oh, Lord, like, but there was one that was really spot on. And it tends to speak from like, like from like the first person as Mm -hmm. as if it was like Jesus, like speaking directly to me or God Mm -hmm. speaking. And it was like, you need to essentially like, you need to stop praying about the same thing because that keeps you in a space of tension. Mm. Start thanking me that you know and trusting that mm-hmm. I'm doing the work mm. to heal Ooh. you or answering that prayer. Yes. And wow. it was like such a boom. Love gratitude. It. It, Love it's it. gratitude. It's yeah. like, thank you because I know my prayer is being answered. Yes. And like that doesn't mean it's being answered tomorrow or this month even, but this sense of like living into the healing or living into the truth. And I just think that that sense, like it's so easy to be so caught up in whatever it is that feels destructive at that moment. Mm-hmm. And it takes can take control of everything, mm-hmm. but it's like living into that gratitude, living into that like almost like that future blessing is is powerful and like be now just like thinking of that more i'll find myself like all right god and i'm like jk you got this thank you it's part of the process right like it's part of the journey and um and giving yourself love and Mm -hmm. grace along the way even when you feel like everything sucks like there's always something to be happy about or something to be grateful for Um, I started, I really love divination decks. Like, they're my all-time favorite things. Mm-hmm. And I also love a tarot deck as well. <laughs> but I I recently started using um, these Amenti. Oh, my God. My, this, is, this is what happens when you become a mom. You forget. <laughs> it's okay. You wake up at 530. Yeah. 40, <laughs> as we're recording, you're good. Um, it's called a feather heart deck. Oh, man. I wish I had brought it. Um but it's based on ancient Egyptian um, scriptures. And the cards are about, not so much about like positive affirmation as they are about going inward and recognizing what energy you need to be putting out into the world. So like 
yesterday I pulled the I am peaceful card mm. and you can read the, the, um, the descriptions are really in depth, really beautifully written and the cards are just really special. And the whole point of the deck is to remind you to live with a feather heart, mm. right? And just continue to, to exist in like a light, which is really difficult for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm like this. I swear it's my father's blood, but I'm super harsh on myself and on other people. And, you know, I can be really judgmental about myself and about other people. And so for me, trying to live like with a literal feather heart yeah. is like that's difficult. Yeah. That mm. takes discipline yeah. for me, you know, to not be like, oh, like, why are you doing that? Or like, Zoila, like, you shouldn't be behaving this way. Or like, you said this thing and like, now they think this about you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I need to chill. And so this deck has really, really, really helped me. I have to get the, I'll give you the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. Um, it's really beautiful. Um, you know, like, one of the other, one of the ones I pulled the other day was like, I give blessings. Mm -hmm. And it was just so beautiful to read because it was basically just like go through your life giving blessings to everything, no matter what. Yeah. Like mm, that's a challenge. It is a challenge. But if it's not a challenge, like why are we doing right. it? Right. No, right? Absolutely. like it should transform you. And um and I'm hella judgmental, so I was like, okay, I'll give blessings. Okay, yes, I'll, no I'll do it. No judgment. Yeah. And then also, too, give the blessings to yourself. Right. You know? Right. But, you know, it's. I think it's kind of like what you radiate is what you will receive, right? Yeah. It's like I, you give, you receive what you give out into the mm. world. And so, oh, it's a journey, y'all. <laughs> well, I think one thing we can definitely say that you give is that you give space for so many women to be themselves and oh, to show yes. up. That's all yes. I want. And, and you're, honestly. And you're such an amazing connector. Like, you just know, you know, just even all the initiatives that you take part in. You know, you were, we did the Beyonce dance class last yeah, year, the year so before. Fun. So yes. it's like all these ideas that you come up with and all these collaborations, like, they're just Oh, you know, fabulous. Don't ever, I know it's sometimes hard for all of us. I think just us that we're in spaces where we're always so busy and going and social media doesn't help with the comparison <sighs> mm -mm. and with who's doing what and the highlights on someone else's life and, you know, what amazing things are accomplishing. Like, I, I think it's, it's, it's amazing to see you and still supporting other women, showing up for other women, even women that you just met. Cause yeah, you've known just for a few years and I've known you for a few years also. Yeah. And you've always been a great friend, you know, and very I supportive. Yo, so. I really do. No, you are. You, you got it. We all do though. Yeah. Like I, we're all I, trying. We all yeah. are just trying our best. And I think, again going back it's just like giving yourself grace mm. giving the people around you grace i'm working on it i swear <laughs> that's my second word yeah. for the year so yarel told me um on the last episode she said i give myself three words for the year versus resolutions yeah, because yeah, i'm not a big fan of resolutions yeah. either yeah. i feel like it's you just set yourself up for some kind of failure right so know? she gave her three words and i was like okay well abundance is definitely one of mine so then grace is my second word i love it grace. Yeah. yes you should give yourself grace Jess, you're amazing. Thanks, boo. And Yarel, you're amazing. We're all amazing. We're and all you two listening, you're, you're amazing. amazing. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I and feel like that, we should like, yeah. like do like some like best Destiny's Child after that. Like, <laughs> girl, I didn't know you could get down like that. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> that was like that moment. <laughs> yes, Charlie. Uh, on that I note, Zoila, it. it's time for you to go to bed. No, yes. It is. I'm so tired. I'm really excited <laughs> to go to bed. But <laughs> honestly, thank you so much for coming and joining us and for your vulnerability and honesty. Yes, it is you. refreshing and so necessary. And I think... Again, it is liberating because when you hear people speak from their truth, it sets you free to speak a little bit more of yours. And I think yes. that that's what I've at least taken away. And I'm sure people listening are feel the same way. Absolutely. I I like bow down to mothers. Like yeah. I have so much respect. And Seriously. It, it almost like pains me to know how much pressure – women moms put on themselves and you know and, and hearing society and you know? yeah and just and just like hearing Zoila speak about you know about how differently we see each other yes. um and and you know I think like she's done a, an incredible job as a mother um and an entrepreneur and I think her work is really inspiring and I think it's like this conversation for me made me want to like reach out to more women and oh. just affirm them. Get and out of my head, Jess. Oh my God. I was about to say that. that. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, anybody that's listening, like reach out to your friends. Like create that circle. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned it a lot of like, why don't we, why don't we do this checking in with everybody? It's, totally. We think we see these things on social media and we see this highlight and these beautiful photos and, and all these things people share, but we don't know sometimes that the, right. the things that people are going through. Uh, until until these vulnerable moments so definitely you know in your community in your space with your girlfriends with your tribe with whoever you connect with 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 whoever you talk to check in with them even if it's like that meme right like check in with your strong friend Mm. check in with the friend that seems like has everything on point check in with your friend that is is struggling like constantly and to make sure that you become that shoulder and it becomes like a circle because damn we her sharing these things i'm like all right let me let me let me text a few of my peeps you know what i mean like let me make sure that that we're just making sure that we're good absolutely absolutely um and i don't know i i almost want to figure out like a clever name for it and we can come up with that and we can all do it within our own circles of influence because i do think that that is absolutely something that we need to hold ourselves accountable for that we only have each other right um and if we act in sisterhood and in solidarity i think like we can accomplish so much more and just reminding ourselves to be kind to ourselves which is a never-ending battle um so i just i really thank zoila for sort of like sparking that conversation Mm -hmm. and that endeavor and also for all of the other work that she's doing um we're gonna share her you know her information regarding the get together and also the national day of rest on february 7th yes i can't wait about it (laughs) we'll post the pledge you can follow zoila at zoila darton on instagram and also her company is uh word.agency on instagram Highly recommend it. She's always posting really fascinating, dope, inspiring content. Uh, her Insta stories are also super enjoyable. I don't know the how. The little boy's like, adorable. Her son <laughs> is freaking the cutest. So there's also that. Yes. Um, and we just thank you all so much for for being here with us and for, you know, just affirming that this is a space where you want to hear these conversations yeah because that means a lot to us that we know that we can have conversations that are real that are authentic relevant that are relevant um and that are at times challenging like it's not like pretty all the time and you guys have been just 
so amazing so in, supportive. And, and holding us accountable holding us accountable and like letting us know that you want this yes. um and so that makes us all super super excited yes. and so we appreciate y'all very very much of course you can follow us on instagram at weight holds up pod email us weight holds up podcast at gmail.com leave us a review we need those reviews for sure if you love the podcast you have a comment you can uh, drop it on itunes or even let us know on all our social media we'd love to hear from you tell us where you're where you listen to where you're listening to yes we would love that love that so thank you all so much for tuning in until next time bye, bye.